Welcome to the Business Building Blocks podcast, where we talk about struggles and celebrations that leaders and entrepreneurs experience on their journey to success. I'm your host, Christina, and I'm passionate about helping you achieve massive amounts of success at work and at home. We'll talk about all things people and organizational wellness, share relatable stories, and feature insightful guests because quality people and processes are at the heart of every success story. Ready to learn, grow, and have fun? Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Business Building Blocks podcast. I'm your host, Christina Schmidt. So today, we're going to talk about a common question that I get, or really, I guess it's more of the common reason that people start seeking me out. And so a lot of that reason is that they're just not getting enough. They're not getting enough out of their business, or they're, they're feeling like they're not getting enough out of their people. Or they have like a problem person who's like, this person is just not quite doing what I want them to do. So I'm going to talk about what that really looks like, first of all, but I'm going to give you three main reasons what the typical reason for that is. And then I'm going to give you three things that you can do. They're going to be one short term, like quick, quick get one medium term and one longer term. And so wherever you are in your journey of improvements, one of these three things is going to give you some benefit. And if you do all three, even better. So let's get into it. So the the main reason, or I guess the main problem that I see. So when I when a business owner or a, a leader comes to me and they're like, I'm just, my team isn't doing what I want them to do, or I'm not getting the results, or I've got a specific person. So it could be any of those things. So what typically happens is the leader that comes to me will typically do one of two things. So either they're going to just work harder. So they're going to take on more of that person or that team's job. They're going to say, well, I'll just do it. You do this, these other things. I'm going to do all of this hard stuff that I hired you to do instead, you know, instead. And so they're working more hours, they're draining themselves, and they're just running ragged. So basically, they've brought back in any tasks that they even thought to delegate in the first place. Or they try and implement one of these, I call them like kind of cool tools, but they they try to grab hold of something. So like a, a technique or a process that does work, but because of these other issues, it's not going to work. Okay. And so, so some of that stuff might be like lean manufacturing. So my manufacturing background, I love lean manufacturing. It works really well. But if you try to throw it in before you're ready, you're not going to get the same impact because you're not doing something else right first. Um, Six Sigma is another one. Great problem solving sort of strategies. Just general problem solving training is great to do. Um, there's Toyota Kata. There's, you know, people say, I'm going to do the 5S, you know. So all of all of those things are great things to do. But if you don't take the right first steps, the first right, the right first steps, then you're going to miss out on all of those benefits. So either you're alienating your people and you're not utilizing your people properly because now you're you're saying, I'm just going to do it for them. I'm just going to do more. I'm going to do a lot of all of this stuff. Or you're working even harder, implementing something, but you're not getting the impact that you could out of it. So either way, you're not winning and you're not getting what you want. And so sometimes these things are hard to hear. Aren't they? 
Um, but if you want to get the most out of your time and you want to get the most out of your people and you want to enjoy your work and you want your team to enjoy their work because tip here, happy team members make, they do better. <laughs> they make happy employees and happy employees have better customer service, better performance and better outcomes. So when we're happier, they're happier, customers are happier, and then you're happier again. <laughs> so it's a great, it's a great cycle. Maybe I'll have to write that one down someday. Okay, so what it really comes down to when something or somebody is not performing and that that leader who's saying, oh, it's just not happening, um, and then they they just take it all over. Or they go and they try to implement something else. And it's just not taking off. And they're like, why does everybody think lean is so wonderful? Because look, it's not doing its job. So what it really comes down to is leadership. So if we're not behaving properly and we're not leading properly or leading well, then that is going to impact our results. I know it always comes back to people, right? So I want to talk a little bit about what that looks like and kind of three three things, the three common issues that that looks like, and then three ways to address it. So the common concerns. So you may you may know all the right leading things. Like so taking it back to myself, I I got so much leadership training. I got, you know, all the techniques. Like I knew all the the, the words to say, I had a great conversation, a great outline for giving feedback to people. I knew how to coach people. I had all the models for that. Um, I understood the importance of continuous improvement. I understood the importance of, you know, when you're leading change, bringing everybody in. And I did that. But I wasn't executing it properly because I didn't understand some of my own hangups. And so sometimes it's it's not understanding ourselves, not understanding our backgrounds, and not understanding our wounds. And I don't want to get too, too deep into, well, I do, but I know it's a podcast and it's only, I try to keep them 20 minutes or so, but to not get too deep into it, but wounds are a driver for a lot of us. So we all have wounds and they're all emotional type wounds. And sometimes they can be, you know, very traumatic. Sometimes they, they say big T trauma or little T trauma, right? But it's all wounds. And the thing is, is we lead from them. So we learn most of our life processes before we're five. And so all of the things that we learn before the age of five, and even sometimes in utero and as infants, before we even remember it, we've learned things. We've learned habits and we've learned these, these patterns and these programs. And so the thing that comes in is these wounds are part of our programs and these things that are just our makeup are part of our programs. And so if we don't know what they are, then we will react from them instead of responding to what's actually happening. And so if you, you look at a situation like let's, let's say feedback. Okay. So we've got this whole like script that we can do. It works. We know it works because the few times we've done it, it does work. But if we have a hang up or we have some kind of a wound that says people don't like to hear feedback from me or people will get mad at me if I give them feedback or it will start a conflict if I give them feedback, we probably have a wound in there somewhere that is saying, oh, gosh, 
when people, when I tell people things, they lash out at me. So maybe something happened. Or when I tell them things, they they react poorly and then they get mad at me and them being mad at me is bad. And so these are all things that that inhibit us to do our best. So if we can't give feedback and we're a leader, that's inhibiting us. And so that's holding us back. So it's really ourselves and our lack of knowledge of ourselves. So now let's say we know this. We know we have this wound. Best thing is obviously let's work on the wound. Let's work on getting over it and healing it. But really awareness is the first step. And so while we're working on healing it and working through it and saying, okay, well, I know I can change these behaviors. We have to know that it's there. And so we say, okay, I know I don't like to give feedback to people. I know it's because I'm worried about this reaction. Okay. So my thoughts around this reaction are, or around doing this are that it's going to be a bad reaction. But what if I think that this person is going to say, oh my gosh, uh, thank you so much for telling me. I, I really appreciate it. Like, let's take it back to even a very simple thing. Let's say someone's got something green in their teeth right here, okay? So you could think you don't want to tell them because you don't want to embarrass them. Or you could think you better tell them because you don't want to embarrass them. Which one's better, right? And so it's really just the thought process. So if you're in the mindset of I better tell them so they're not embarrassed when they go see the next person because I'm a safe space for them, then... I better tell them and it's going to be, I'm going to say, of course, I'm going to tell that person right away. But if I'm in that mindset of, oh my gosh, they're going to be embarrassed if I tell them that now I've just set them up to be embarrassed again to, for somebody else or like five other people, if all five of us were embarrassed to tell them. So very simplistic example, but I hope that illustrates the importance of feedback and the importance of just what we think around it. Okay. And so some of that is when we're aware of our wounds, we're aware of those, that historical reel that we have playing in our minds, then we can do something different about it. We can talk ourselves into thinking differently, and then we can teach ourselves to think differently. And so that's a very important part. So that's one thing. Um, Another one is, sorry, I've got them written down. I want to make sure I don't mess them up. The second one is you don't know where you're going. Okay, so as a leader, yes, we need to be very self-aware. And that's what that first one is about. So it's that understanding of who we are, where our our motivations are, where our injuries or wounds are. So the second one is, okay, where are we going? Okay, so when we're leading, we need to take people someplace. And the thing is, we need to make it exciting because we want them to be excited about it. So we talk a lot about an engaged workforce. And the first step of being engaged is, well, I guess it's feeling trust, but it's being excited about where you're going. So think about, think about if you're blindfolded. <laughs> Okay, so you're blindfolded and someone is just like saying, okay, we're going this way. And you're like, don't know what that means because I'm blindfolded and I can't see you. That's how it feels to be led by somebody who maybe you don't know where they're going or they don't know where they're going or they don't know how to communicate that to you. And so both of those are absolutely critical as a leader. So um, I talked about in my last podcast, so I'll 
I'll put the link to that one there in the last episode um, about the importance of understanding where you're going personally before you set your business strategy. So you know where you're going professionally. And so that goes with it too. So like if I'm a leader and I have no clue where I want to end up and I'm just saying, well, I'm just playing medicine in my pants and you know, we'll see if it goes, well, maybe the company will make money. Maybe I'll just start another one. That might be fine. If I'm like in my twenties, I don't have a family. I'm single. I'm just doing the thing. Right. And I'm comfortable with that. But if I'm expecting to employ others who do have families and do want some level of stability, that's going to make them nervous. <laughs> They're going to want to know that you have a direction and that you know where you're going and that you're going to take them there. Then they'll get excited about helping you get there. And so not knowing where we're going personally and professionally can be, it can really get in our way with getting the most out of people because Sometimes people, sometimes the biggest thing to fear is, is not knowing. Or the biggest thing people will fear is not knowing. And so when they don't know what the next step is, or they don't know three steps ahead, or they don't see the vision of where they're going, they're going to have a hard time getting on board. And sometimes they just won't get on board. And so understanding that is another critical thing. And so the third one is not knowing your team. So much like knowing ourselves, we need to understand, you know, who we are, how we're motivated and what gets in the way of us doing the things we want to be doing. So like our wounds, et cetera, we need to understand that for our team as well. And so how do we do that? <laughs> I'll get to that in a moment. But um Having conversations with them, getting to know them, and really making it a safe space for them to be, that's going to be your best ways to do it. So you're you're having that open conversation. Sometimes it's formal. Sometimes it's, you know, very nonchalant, but sometimes it's a nice sit down and you're kind of getting to know them. So I always equate having a team and so kind of getting to know your team to dating and only in the appropriate G-rated, you know, 1800s courtship dating. So maybe I'll call it courtship. <laughs> I, I relate it to courtship, right? So when you're courting somebody, it's fine to be, you know, at a big group event or a big family party and be at the same place for them. And that's fine. You'll, you'll have some casual conversation, but Unless you go on your own and you have a little bit of private time to sit and have discussions, like going on that date or whatever, um, then you're not going to actually get to know them well. And so it's important to have those times to, to set those times up and those circumstances up, even with employees, sometimes with peers as well. So if you have like a peer, like a two departments that have to work very closely together um, back in manufacturing days, engineering and quality, I was like, you guys need to like be partners in this. And so like, I would encourage that time together of, of those two teammates. So sometimes it's peers, sometimes it's, you know, employee team member or leader and team member. And, you know, you have to get all of those relationships built. And so that one-on-one -on -one time is absolutely critical in that. Okay, so we've we've highlighted the three biggest things that get in the way. So it's not knowing yourself if you're the leader. It's not knowing your, where you're going or it's not knowing your team. And so those are the three biggest things that I'm seeing. What are you going to do about it? Okay, so the first thing to do or the one of the first things you can do is to 
get to know your team. So this is a, a very quick, a quick thing that you can do, get the team together and almost make an immediate impact on getting some success. And so I would suggest uh, getting a working genius assessment and team map. And so you can bring in somebody like myself to do that. So I can help you with that. I can facilitate a session in person or online, or you can do it on your own. It's very self-explanatory to give everybody the assessment, put together the team map and do it on your own. And the thing is with it, it is so helpful because it just opens your eyes to things. And so it's, we say it's 80% productivity tool, 20% personality assessment. And so, yes, you get, you get insights into the people you're working with, and then you, you start to understand what they enjoy and you start to understand what motivates them. And so, and then you start to, to build some structures around it and some under, understanding of how to work with them better. And so that drives that engagement, that drives understanding um, of like maybe how they react or how they respond to something or even to like why they're good at this thing and not this thing. And so um, it can it can do a lot for um, alleviating guilt and shame that we feel within ourselves, as well as alleviating judgment and, and guilt and judgment towards others. Okay. And so having those conversations and having that time to have that conversation does a huge amount for getting to know yourself and getting to know your team. So this one doesn't necessarily address the where we're going. It may, if you, you can relate it to a culture thing, or I've done, um, I've done a working genius assessment right at the beginning of a strategy event. So it's like the whole event kind of gave, you know, got both. So you got to know yourself as a leader, you got to know your team, and then you decided your strategy together. So you can link it into something like that. But this one won't give you the where you're going necessarily. All right. But it's going to give you two out of three. All right. The second thing you can do. So this one's a little bit longer term. So like your working genius thing, you can probably get that done. Um, typically, it's like a four hour session um, to do the team event. So like in the matter of probably like five hours, six hours, you can get that thing done. Okay. Um, the whole shebang. Um, so the second one would be to take a leadership course. And so the reason I say this is because a good leadership course will give you behavior change. So it's not just going to give you these models, but it's actually going to be a very structured way to set goals and to get yourself to change the way you're actually behaving. And so this is where I think you can get the biggest impact if your goal is to implement like a lean manufacturing system or really any kind of change because A, the behaviors you learn are going to help you get to understand yourself. They're going to help you get to understand your team. They're going to help you develop the strategies that you need and goal setting that you need, but it makes you practice it. And it's a very structured way to do it. And as I mentioned before, like a lot of people, they want to go, they want to jump into those tools because, oh my gosh, we're not efficient. I need to put an efficiency tool in. But the problem is if you put an efficiency tool in, you and you don't lead it well. So you're not giving feedback to people. You're not telling them what they need to be doing. You're just 
letting things go when they don't go right, or you're throwing up your hands saying, well, it didn't work. So it must not going to be, it must not work. We must try something else. And so you're throwing it out before you've even really given it a good effort. So this leadership course will help you get that ingrained before you start doing these change processes and these implementing of different processes and improving of processes. And so you've, you're, you're going to have the tools at the end of it to create safe spaces where people will feel empowered to suggest an idea or that their idea will be implemented or that they'll be able to run with their idea if they've got the idea. And so that I think is probably the, the biggest impact slightly longer term. So like instead of the six hours at the working genius, the leadership course, like a really thorough one is going to be like a six month time frame. Um, you can get shorter ones, but they're not going to hit on everything. Um, so like I know myself, we have a two month one, um, which is just more focused on the, the conversation part. So we don't get as much into the goal setting and the strategy setting and everything else. But we also have a six month one where we get into all of that stuff, all of the strategy development, we get into goal setting, we get into metrics, we get into systems thinking, and so problem solving, and getting into all of that stuff, while learning the behaviors to lead it well. And so those are critical to really making change and getting the results you want in your business, and in life, and in your social situations, volunteer projects, all of the above. So it's very key. And so the third thing would be to really get some one-on-one help. And so it can be like a one-on-one coaching or it could be, you know, starting therapy. Um, it could be really digging into, you know, yourself and your your kind of behaviors from long, long ago. <laughs> okay. And so th- that's easier. And those are easier done on one-on-one sessions because you've got that kind of open forum to talk. And so I would say that if you've taken the leadership course, you've kind of got the base level, that top layer, your next level down to really dig into some of those wounds and to dig into some of those those constructs that you've got in your mind, um, truth or they're either true or they're false, but they're thoughts that we have that are stuck in our mind. Um getting to the bottom of those and really setting some actions around them, that's best done one-on-one. And so having a one-on-one coach. So if you're, if you're a top leader, a business owner, hiring a coach, an outside coach is, is wonderful. If you're part of a team, maybe your boss has gone through leadership training and understands proper coaching and can help and be your coach. Um, sometimes we want to go to a therapist because sometimes a therapist is going to help us get deeper in and just really dig into some of those things as well. And so that one-on-one is, it's going to take a bit longer because there's no set structure to it, but you're going to get deeper. And so if I were to recommend an order of these three things I just talked about, I would say do a working genius because you're going to get like, boom, instant results. You're going to get people excited and you're going to give them a language that will start conversations. And so that is a great kickoff for all the other things you're going to do. Then get yourself, if you're the top leader or you and the top management team, if, if you're in a, in a company, get, it, get yourselves into a leadership course. So you can send the leader off on their own, or you can do the whole management team all together. 
because that is team building as well, because you're learning together. So one of the key things to building a team is that team learns together. So you're going to build a stronger connection and you're going to hit goals faster when you're all on the same page and learning and discussing all together. And then the third thing would be to do the one-on-one coaching or the therapy or that one-on-one time. And so you've done the the practice, like like the big six-month program. You've got some skill sets, but now you want to get deep and you know make sure that you're held accountable to implementing more of the things you learned. And so. So that would be my order and they're in order of speed of implementation as well. And so, um, or a speed of results, I guess I'll say. So if you want more information about the courses that I offer, then reach out. Um, I will make sure my website is below. I've got contact forms right on there. You can set up a call with me. Um, I'm also available on Instagram. Uh, my Website is christinaschmidt.ca if you just want to reach out that way. And my Instagram handle is the same thing, the at christinaschmidt.ca. And I'm also on LinkedIn. It's Christina Schmidt, but there's many of us. So probably easier to find (laughs) on Instagram. Um, So if you want more information on any of that, please reach out. Uh, I do. If you're listening to this in real time, it is currently February. I think this is going to come out on Van. Valentine's Day woo, and Ash Wednesday for anybody else who, who's doing that as well. Um, I have a course coming up in April. It is our two-month difficult discussions, delving into difficult discussions program. So four sessions, two hours each. And that is a fantastic way to just kind of dip your toe into what these, these conversations look like. Um, and then as always, I love working genius. So reach out if you have questions on how to get started with that. I'll link that in the show notes as well. So I hope you all have a wonderful week, two weeks, um, and a wonderful day. And I will talk to you on the next episode.